You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino, it's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Here's your boy Q. Q. And here we go, Raider Nation, a little bit earlier than normal. Normally we're not signing on till 2 o'clock, but it is a Raider game day. It is also Monday night football action. So you know on Monday nights our spot is right where I'm at right now, the Oyo, the Underground Lounge, beautiful location, great tables, great seats, great couches, uh, all the TVs that they have now, newly remodeled. It is awesome. So we're going to be here with you for the next three hours. Of course, we've got the bar right across from us. So if you're trying to get your beverages on before the game, or whatever action you want to see. The World Series Game 3 is going to be taking place at the same time as uh, Monday Night Football as well. you got the Rangers and Diamondbacks knotted up at 1. So there's plenty to like. Right now there's some, uh, some NBA hoop action just on. They were showing the replay of the Lakers and the Kings game. So there's plenty to enjoy here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Again, it's our Monday spot. We're starting a couple hours early as uh, Raider football will take over these airwaves coming up at uh, 5.15. So what we'll do here is we'll go 12 to, I think, about 3.10 here from the Underground Lounge. Then I'll go ahead and uh, pass the sticks on to JT the Brick and Eric Allen, who will be at Raiders HQ. They'll give you the official pregame show that will lead you right up to kickoff with Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy calling you the play-by-play for Monday Night Football action. Raiders and Lions closing out Week 8. So that's kind of the lineup that we have going for you as far as what we're going to do here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And, of course, we've got some great guests to get to on the show and a lot to talk about before tonight's game. A big one for the Raiders as they come in 3-4 and four and the Lions are 5-2. and two. Both teams coming off of bad losses. The Raiders got an embarrassing loss to Chicago and the Bears on Sunday. Uh, they know that they shouldn't have played uh, to that level right there. They played very poorly and uh, they're trying to get back in the, in the right side of things and back in the win column. And the Lions... They got beat up. They got beat up by the Ravens, and the Ravens are, are a really good team, but they didn't want to go out like that. So uh, on their homecoming, they're calling it, well, they have a lot of alumni going to be there at Ford Field. They're going to want to revenge that loss that they had to Baltimore by uh, taking it out on the silver and black. So should be a fun game to watch. Monday Night Football action, always excited about that. And again, again it's closing out week eight of uh, the regular season and of course the trade deadline's coming up tomorrow we've already seen some moving and shaking uh, in the NFL today Leonard Williams is going from the Giants to the Seattle Seahawks that's uh, a pretty good pickup I think for Seattle who's obviously trying to make a push in the NFC West and they wake up today in first place <laughs> think about that as much as we talked about the 49ers and how great this team was they are now losers of three straight and the Seahawks are in first place and they just made an addition of one Leonard Williams from the Giants to Seattle and I think that the Giants got a really good haul in return a 2024 second round pick for Leonard Williams not to mention a 2025 fifth round pick for Leonard Williams so nice uh, nice little draft capital that they're getting obviously they're a team that the Raiders are going to be facing next week coming up on a Sunday at Allegiant Stadium they won't be with Leonard Williams they may have Darren Waller he missed yesterday game with the hamstring injury and uh, so we'll see what happens with that but clearly that Giants team is not going in the direction that they want to go uh, they're actually play very play hard man they, they're a team that's not you know they're not some pushovers they play hard they just are on the wrong end of things and they had to go to overtime uh, yesterday against the Jets and they found themselves on the wrong side of things but uh, they're going to come into Allegiant Stadium on Sunday and they're going to be hungry and they're going to be ready to rock and roll but that's for a whole nother day because right now only thing that really matters is the team that's up tonight which is the Detroit Lions so we're going to deep dive into all things Lions and Raiders as we lead you right into the pregame show at 3.15 with JT the Brick and Eric Allen from HQ which will lead you right into kickoff with 
Jason Horowitz, and Lincoln Kennedy. So the guests that we have coming up on the show today, Eric Woodyard from uh, ESPN. He covers the Lions like a glove. He'll give us our last kind of second update on all things Detroit Lions. We'll go over the injury report. And uh, Amon St. Brown found himself on the injury report late on Sunday with the illness. So we'll kind of get an update from Eric on uh, how he's doing. That's a big-time player, big-time weapon. There's no David Montgomery for the Lions tonight. We know that he's out with the rib injury. So it's going to be Gibbs and, and others, a host of others, and they can still run the rock, and they want to run the rock. They want to be a physical team. They are a physical team. They're kind of in the mold of their head coach, Dan Campbell. So that's kind of the mentality that he wants to bring to the table. So they're definitely going to try to run the ball. They're not as effective without David Montgomery, but they can still get it done. So we'll find out all things Lions coming up at 1230 with Eric Woodyard from ESPN. At 130, Bridget Condon, our good friend from NFL Network, She's there in Detroit right now as well. We're going to kind of get her thoughts on what she's thinking about the Raiders and the Lions. And she put out a really good piece on NFL.com that if you haven't got a chance to check it out, definitely go check it out about Max Crosby and the fact that, you know, he was born in Michigan. He was raised in Texas, but he was born in Michigan. He grew up a, a Lions fan, and the Lions had three opportunities in 2019 to draft him, three of them. Three opportunities in 2019 to get him, and they chose not to, even though he played right down the street from them. Right? I mean, think about this. If any team should have had a good idea of who Max Crosby was, it would be the Detroit Lions. So uh, he's not angry. His word's not mine. He's not angry, but he doesn't forget. Right? So she put out a really good piece on NFL.com about Max Crosby. So we'll talk to her about that. Not to mention him and his wife made a million-dollar donation to Eastern Michigan, to their uh, athletic department. And the football field there is actually be named after Max Crosby. So that's a hell of a uh, honor right there. And that's a great gesture that Max Crosby did to his alma mater. So we'll get into all things Max. We'll get into all things Lions, Raiders, Monday Night Football. The Lions and their fans are pumped up for Monday Night Football. It's the first time they had a Monday Night Football game since 2018. So clearly they're fired up and good reason, right? I mean, again, the team comes in in first place and trying to get that ugly taste out of their mouth of that loss of the Baltimore Ravens. So uh, everyone that Bridget has talked to since she's been there in town has been telling her how fired up they are for this game and how lathered up they're going to be for, uh, you know, for the Raiders to come into town. So Ford Field is going to be loud and proud when this game kicks off. So uh, Bridget Condon from NFL Network will join us at 1.30. It's always a pleasure to have Bridget on the show. At 2 p.m., we'll have Vinny Bonsignor. We always have Vinny Bonsignor on uh, on game days. Whenever it's we're at Allegiant Stadium and we're doing Q's kickoff, and this is kind of a version of Q's kickoff, even though it's not really. <laughs> Whenever we do Q's kickoff, we always have Vinny usually on site uh, there at Allegiant Stadium. Well, he's going to join the show at 2 o'clock to give us our f final thoughts on all things silver and black, including the team meeting that the Raiders had on Thursday where uh, everything was basically open book. You know, whatever you wanted to say, it was all good. There was nothing off limits. Coaches spoke. Players spoke. Uh, I think that that's a good thing, right? It's not like the Chicago Bulls in the NBA where they had a team meeting after one day, one game. That's a problem. <laughs> you got an 82-game season, and you're having a team meeting, a team-only meeting after one game. That's when you know you're in trouble. This is not like that. But I think it's a good opportunity for Coach McDaniels and others to hear where the players are coming from, what they're looking at. Uh, how they're feeling about the season, uh, the frustrations that they may have from the lack of success. And, again, nothing is, nothing is off limits. So I, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that it's good to, to do that. They've got a tough stretch coming up. This game's going to be tough. Sunday against the Giants is going to be tough. The following Sunday against the Jets is going to be tough. The Dolphins is going to be tough. And following that, the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, all these games are going to be really tough. So I think it's good to kind of clear the air and get where they need to get, try to get into the right head place, and make a run if you can. 
make a run. All you can do is, you know, put your best foot forward. I had an opportunity, as Vinny did, to be at the Raiders uh, facility on Saturday, and they had a little locker room access, and we didn't really get too much audio. Matter of fact, you'll hear from Max Crosby. Just got a couple minutes with him uh, on Saturday, just talking about him going back to Michigan and how pumped up he is to be able to play there for the first time in his NFL career. You know, he played uh, the Lions in Oakland uh, in 2019, but that, again, was in Oakland. So it's the first time he gets to play at Ford Field. So you'll hear a couple minutes of that, but just being around the facility, I mean, the players look pretty up-tempo. They look pretty upbeat. They were pretty excited. There was, you know, inside the locker room, there was a lot of watching the college football action. And, again, they didn't seem like a team that was down in the dumps. Let's put it like that. I'm a big body language guy, so I like to see how guys are reacting, what their, you know, interactions are like. And it seemed like everything was pretty positive. Now, how that translates to the field, well, that's up to them. But, uh, again, I thought it was a pretty good vibe from what I saw around the team on Saturday. So Vinny Bonsignor will join us at 2 o'clock. Then at 2.30, I want to throw it back. I got to rewind it. I got to run it back, like they say. Uh, Glover Quinn, former Lions safety, we had him on the show last Wednesday, and it was fantastic stuff. And the re- I want to run it back, and I'm going to run it back at 2.30. And the reason I'm going to do it is because it's not just about the Lions. It's not just about their success, but it's also about, you know, coaching, what players, you know, are looking for in coaches. And, and I thought that it was really good stuff because I feel like some of the stuff that you could take from that, you could look at the Raiders and say, okay, is, is, is this maybe missing here? Is this maybe missing there? You know, is, could this be a solution to why there's a little bit of a disconnect here and there? I thought it was some really good stuff when we interviewed him, and I, I think I, I want to say that I remember saying, oh, man, we might play that tomorrow. <laughs> well, we didn't play it tomorrow, but we're going to play it today because, I, again, I think it's really good, and since the you know Raiders are playing the Lions today, why not? So uh, Glover Quinn, the conversation we had with him from last Wednesday, you'll hear that coming up at 2.30. So as you can tell, we've got a loaded show for you, little pregame show. This is a combination of JT the Brick show, Unnecessary Roughness, and Q's Kickoff all at the same time. We're just combining it all, right? We're getting greedy. We're going three for one uh, all on the same show. Ari is out. My man Danny is back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. He's making everything go. So if you call in, make sure you're nice to Danny or Danny will be uh, angry. He's our degenerate gambler. So, uh, you know, he there's a, there's a chance that he may pick up. There's a chance he might not, right? He might hang up on you. He might No, he's not. Just kidding. Danny does a great job. He holds it down. But uh, he, he's, he's holding it down for Ari since uh, Ari is out. He's... Believe vacation, not vacationing, but he's uh, handling business. Let's put it like that. So uh, Ari will be back, I believe, next week. But uh, good stuff, and having Danny in, we definitely appreciate him. And uh, of course, when you chime in on the show, seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred in the don't be broke dot com text line six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. My man Danny will make sure to hold it down. And again, I'm here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino every single Monday is where we do this. The Underground Lounge, newly renovated chairs, couches, tables. Got the TVs, got the monitors. Brian just rolled up. What's up, Big B? Uh, give a little fist bump for you. There you go. Uh, so we we're, we got everything that you need here. And, of course, they've got the weekly slot tournament. You can win up to $1,000 in free slot play. And uh, every once in a while I dibble and dabble in the little Wheel of Fortune slot zone here that they have every Tuesday and Thursday, 1 to 3 p.m. You can win that $1,000. You can win uh, You can win 500 You can win 100 But you might as well go ahead and win the $1,000 in free slot play. If you're going to do it, go big, right? Go big or go home, I say you go big. So, uh, a lot going on here at the Oyo, of course, across the way from us. If you're hungry, it is around lunchtime. You can go to Hooters. They also have a nice select menu over here, too, that I just discovered a couple weeks ago. I've been coming here for a couple years now, and I just discovered this menu. So shame on me, but it's a really good one. So if you want that, you could do that as well. So uh, there you go. That's the guest lineup we have. Eric Woodyard, Bridget Condon, Vinny Bonsignor, and you'll hear the replay of Glover Quinn from last Wednesday here on the show. With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. 
is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. So as we always do on game days or right before a game day, we always ask keys to victory. What is it going to take for the Raiders to come away with a victory over the Denver or the Detroit Lions? Excuse me. I, uh, I actually picked Detroit to win this game just because of the last thing we saw from the Raiders. It wasn't very encouraging, but that doesn't mean that they can't go into Detroit and win. They have as much talent as anybody in the league. I mean, it's not like there's a lack of talent. They're not one of those teams that you just look and say, oh, there's no chance that you're going to win this game. I mean, hell, we saw the, we saw the uh, Broncos beat the Chiefs yesterday, right? I mean, so we know that any team in the league can get beat. So the Raiders, there's no doubt that they could win this game. I just picked them to lose just because of what happened last, and I don't want to just roll the dice and say, oh, Raiders going to win, Raiders going to win, Raiders going to win just because, you know, we're Raider Nation Radio 920. want to keep it as real as possible. So I would love to be wrong. And there's a good chance that I could be wrong, but they've got to go in there and they've got to handle their business. So the keys to victory, what is it going to take for the Raiders to come away with a win tonight against the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football? And who are we going to be talking about tomorrow the most? That's the, I mean, it's as simple as that. I have another question, but I'll actually throw that out there a little bit later on in the show as we transition into another subject. But off top, I'm looking at the keys to victory, and I think that they have to stop the run first and foremost. I know David Montgomery is not playing, but that don't mean that they can't get it done. The, the Lions want to be a very balanced team. They are, and, and it's really, it's funny. They've got to stop the run, but they've also got to try to r- run the ball. They've got to try to establish the run, even though it hasn't really got going at all this season, and the Lions are really stingy when it comes to their run defense. They're only allowing 76 yards on the ground per game, so that's not that much. And the Raiders, well, it's been, what, 10 games in a row since Josh Jacobs has gone over 100, 100 yards? Uh, so he's due. Let's put it like that. My dad used to say all the time, oh, he's due. He used to say that in baseball all the time. Oh, man, this guy hasn't hit a home run, and, Five, six games, he's due. Well, Josh Jacobs hasn't gone over 100 yards in 10 games. He's due, right? He is. So I don't think that they're going to have a big 100-yard day. I I really don't because, again, the Lions are real stingy when it comes to their run defense. But they're going to have to try to establish the run. Jimmy G is back. I think that's encouraging. And hopefully he's able to spread the ball around a little bit and get aggressive. And what I mean by aggressive is I'm not worried about, like, the fourth down calls. They're actually really good against fourth down this this year. Uh, They're eight for nine in, in, in fourth down conversions. So they've been doing that. They're fine with that. But they've got to get aggressive with the ball. And I know Jimmy's thing is not stretch, stretching the field, you know, taking deep shots, but he's got to take a couple. He's got to take a couple to at least loosen up the defense a little bit, make them believe that, okay, the Raiders might take a shot deep, right, and, and not just allow them to sit back, load up the box, and get comfortable there and, and dare them to, to test them over the top. They've got the speed. They've got DeAndre Carter and Trey Tucker. Both those dudes could fly. So you've got to try it. You've got to take a couple shots, even if they're not – converted you've got to take a couple shots hell do like the Packers do throw the ball deep just for the sake of throwing it deep and and a lot of times they get a defensive pass interference play, uh, penalty <laughs> right and that turns into a big chunk play that's as good as a completion right I mean take a couple shots you, you've got to do that they've got to find a way so that's why when I say be aggressive that's what they've got to do is be aggressive offensively flipping it back over to the defensive side of things I'm really looking at those tackles for Detroit you know Panay Sewell and, 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 and Decker those two cats are two of the best bookend tackles in the league. Two of the best. And Panay Sewell's coming off a bad game with the Baltimore Ravens. So you, there's nothing more that he's going to want to do than be back in the crib, right, back in Detroit, and, and really hold it down and really try to stymie uh, Max Crosby, right? And, and, and that's, we all know that that's a dude that's going to bring it for the Raiders. I don't know who else is on, along that defensive line is going to you know, get, get to the quarterback. I just don't because we haven't seen it consistently enough from anyone but Max, who leads the team in, in sacks with six and a half. Haven't seen, haven't seen uh, you know, enough from anyone else. 
Uh, you know, you saw a little bit a couple weeks ago from the defensive tackles. They were able to get home. Uh, you see a little glimpses here and there from Tyree Wilson. He picked up his first sack last week on a weird kind of wonky play the, to end the first half. Going up against the former Raider quarterback, Nathan Peterman, just kind of rolled him out of bounds. It was just weird. But he picked up his first sack. Statistically, it's a sack. I'd like to see a little bit more from Tyree, and I think he's going to be effective in the run game as well. Uh, that's the one thing I do like what I've seen from him. You can see that he, he has the chops to be able to get it done in the run game. So they're going to have to try to slow down the Lions in their, their rushing attack as well. So uh, the, the bookends on Detroit, uh, like I said, those tackles are tough. Uh, so the Raiders are going to have their work cut out for them. And then the offensive line, and then I'll, I'll open it up to you at 702-365-9200 in the don'tbebroke.com text sign at 69187, keyword R&R. The Raiders offensive line is going to be challenged in a major way as well. Aiden Hutchinson is the name that everyone knows. He's only got four and a half sacks, but he most likely is going to line up where he always lines up, which is on the right side. So that means he's going to be squaring up against Jermaine Illuminor. That means he's going to be squaring up against Thayer Munford. And, you know, Thayer Munford, I have a little bit more, uh, you know, confidence in. Jermaine, I'm, eh, you know, just kind of on the fence with him. But Aiden Hutchinson is a dude. He is a dude that's going to get after it. He's a dude that's going to bring the energy. I'm not going to say he's Max Crosby because there's not, you know, too many Max Crosbys in the league. But he's really stinking good. And he's really going to get after whoever is lined up there at that offensive uh, tackle position along that right side. So they're going to have their work cut out for him all evening long. So that's, that's the challenge for them is to uh, hold up the best that they can and try to keep Jimmy G healthy and, and standing upright. If Jimmy G is upright throughout the course of the game, good things could happen. If not, could be in trouble. Could be a long day at the office for the silver and black. But I'll throw it out there to you again. Keys to victory. What are the Raiders going to have to do to pick up a win tonight on Monday Night Football against the Lions? And who are we talking about tomorrow, good or bad? Let us know about it. 702-365-9200 and our don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. We'll start things off with Passion and Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's up, Q? What's up, Doc? Man, so, here we go. Hold on, let me get outside. Let me grab my phone and get outside with it. It's loud in here. You had all that time, brother. You had all that time, and now you, want to, now you want to get readjusted. Here again, we go another year that we're here. Same cool guys having a, having a circle meeting with Josh again, man. We need to hear all that. We need to see it. Tired of the talk, bring it, put it on the field, play football, make the next play to make the next play, Q. You guys know what to do, man. The keys tonight are going to have to be Jimmy G not being scared. We've seen that he's had time to throw the ball. Yes, he's been on the ground a lot. Yes, he's been pressure a lot. But the plays have been there. He has to have confidence and make him play to get our player makers the ball. Josh is going to have to get 70 plus tonight. And that defense is going to have to, they're just going to have to show out to you. This is going to have to be, uh, every week is going to have to count. No more room for errors, man. We don't need to hear it. We need to see it. Let's bring it tonight. Really nice football. I know what. Let's go. Hey, hey, thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. His phone didn't even want to agree with him. His phone was like, hold on, man. Hold on. You stressing me out. Has your phone ever been stressed out before? That phone was stressed out right there. That phone was like, man, stop yelling at me, Jack. <laughs> but I like it. I like it. It's game day. Passionate Raider right there. He said, don't talk about it. Be about it. Don't want to hear about it. Want to see it on the field. And that's what the Raiders' job is, to go out there and not talk about it, not talk about their team meeting, not talk about, you know, what they're going to do or how they're going to do it or how focused they are, but go out there and show it. 
That's what they've got to do. That's Coach McDaniels. They can't talk about being focused and having a good practice week, and you'll hear from him later on in the show as well. We got to talk with him on Saturday, so you hear a couple sound bites from that, but he's got to go do it, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's talking about all the players there, and they've got to, you know, they've got to execute correctly, and his words, not mine, right? I mean, that's what the red zone problems is, the execution, the penalties, and, you know, the lack of, of concentration and, and the negative plays that they have. Okay, well, go out there and don't have those negative plays in the red zone. Right? Look, Daniel Carlson is questionable for the game tonight. Daniel Carlson is obviously super important to the Raiders' success. Super important. Now, they have confidence in their, their uh, kicker that they signed onto the practice squad, and they may need him. Right? They may need him, but I wouldn't roll him out there if all of a sudden you have a super long kick that you feel like, you know, Carlson's always going to make. I wouldn't just roll out some cat that, you know, just basically barely got onto the team. That that could be that could be a problem, man. So they they're going to have to have success in the red zone where they're not consistently kicking field goals because that could end up playing a role in this game. If Carlson's is not ready to go, he's still dealing with that right groin injury. But thanks for the call, definitely appreciate you, Kevin. You're up next. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, Keith, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, stole a little bit of my thunder here for <laughs> the game. I think is uh, in the red zone. We need touchdowns, not field goals. I already seven for three. Uh, two, let's spread the ball around. Hey, instead of keying on one person all the time, let's spread it all around. Let's throw them off, off guard a little bit. Yeah. Um, and also, why don't, why don't we go up-tempo? Hey, I don't want to see the ball snap two seconds, one second left. Let's snap the ball like 18 seconds left. Well, 15 seconds. Let's snap the ball. Let's be unpredictable. Let's go. Number three would be no turnovers. Yep. I mean, we can't turn the ball over, you know. And be, let's be aggressive. Let's go for them fourth down. If we're if we're fifty yard line, fifty yard line, it, it, let's go for it. Fourth down, fourth and four, shorter. Let's go for it. Um, no dumb penalties. Eighteen <laughs> stupid penalties. And also with uh, uh, on defense, let's let's blitz. Let, 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 let's do something different. Mix it up. And uh, who I think we're going to be talking about? I think this guy's going to catch the winning touchdown. He's key is Michael Mayer. Thank you. Yep. Hey, great stuff, Kevin. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. And yeah, I, I like Mayer a lot, man. I really do. I think that dude is going to be special. Uh, I said it before the season. Uh, I think that the Raiders were fortunate that he fell to the second round. And I know that the early returns haven't been there. But again, he's a guy that's going to be there for the long-term success. I think that that's the, that's the key to that is that he's going to be long-term success this dude not only is he going to end up being again in my opinion a really good player on the field he's also going to be a leader off the field uh, what i've seen from him and heard from him in the raiders locker room even just on saturday man this dude's still a rookie this dude is in the locker room and he's basically i don't want to say direct in traffic but you could just tell certain guys have that leadership qualities he's got that i think this dude is going to be a special player for the raiders a special person for the raiders that raider nation will really appreciate sooner rather than later but right now of course with the you know the lack of production it's hard to see it you know because right now all that matters is scoring points and winning games and this that and the other but this dude is he's got the makeup of, of a real special player so I'm, I'm looking forward to the success i'd like to see him get more involved as the rest of Raider nation would as well and i do think that that's coming especially with jimmy back i think that you'll see him uh added to this mix early uh, rather than later. So uh, that, that's really good stuff. Kevin, thanks so much for that. Stupid penalties, we know about that. You can't have those. Can't continue to shoot yourself in the foot, and that's what the Raiders consistently do. Let's go out to New Jersey real quick, talk to our guy Mitch. Mitch, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, how's it going, Hope you had a good weekend. All the time, brother. Uh, Jimmy G, you think the Vikings might be calling? Uh, hoping to keep uh, Jacobs. 
you know, the Monty Adams, but would they trade Renfro? And I wish we had gotten Leonard Williams. I wish we had gotten <laughs> Leonard Williams. Been great. Um, I wonder if Drake is Drake Jackson still available? He, is he still in the Forty Nineers? Who? Deep on the line. Who? Drake Jackson. Um. Yeah, I. I've got to check. I'm not 100 percent sure. I got to check. All right, it's gonna be a battle today. I'm the Lions are for real. Yeah, for sure. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks, thanks, Mitch. And yeah, Leonard Williams would have, you know, would have been a nice addition to the Raiders' defense. But uh, the the Seahawks gave up a second round pick in 2024 and a fifth round pick in 2025 to get him. So they gave up a pretty good uh, haul. And again, they're a team that's in first place, so it makes sense for them to go ahead and make a move because they they. You know that they they're going for it. They're absolutely going for it. They just signed Frank Clark, and now they just added uh, they added Leonard Williams. As far as uh, the Vikings calling for Jimmy G, they're not going to call for him. I'm actually seeing reports that they're in talks right now with the New Orleans Saints to possibly acquire Jameis Winston. So look for Jameis Winston to be possibly the quarterback in Minnesota now that it's been confirmed that Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles, which sucks. I hate that for any player, but that's a uh, that's the reality of it, and that's the reality of this game. It happens, right? We saw it happen to Aaron Rodgers four plays into uh, this season, and now Kirk Cousins goes down with the same similar injury yesterday, and it's been confirmed. So now look for Jameis Winston to be the guy in Minnesota if they do go ahead and complete that trade. Let's go out to uh, L.A. real quick and talk to Eddie, and then we got to get to our next guest. Eddie, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? QQ, what's going on, brother? So what storylines for tonight, right? The Raiders yep. haven't won Monday night for, <laughs> for too long. We got to get we got all the players on this team and you know, come out and talk about how this locker room is still on, on point. And they they got to show us tonight that they really respect McDaniel's and go out there and put an effort. Not like the Bears, they got to they got to be pissed off at the effort they saw on tape. They got to show Raider Nation out there that they want to not only they want to win, but they want to go out there and put the smash down. I'm looking for the rookie to have a breakout game. I think we need it on defense. We need it to set the tone. On Max, get out and just go crazy, grab a couple of sacks. I know this is not looking good for us. I, I don't think we, we have what it takes to, to beat this team. But it's any given Monday, right? Not every given yeah. Monday, obviously. And we, they can put it together, man. These are the games that nobody gives the Raiders a shot, and then they turn around and surprise everybody. So I'm hoping that's what it is, baby. So Raider Nation, stay up, baby. All right. Hey, good stuff. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. And, yeah, I mean, they've got to go out there. And uh, we definitely, um, you know, got to show that they have more effort than what we saw against the Chicago Bears. I mean, that's not that's not, uh, that's not going to get it done against any team. Hell, that ain't going to get it done against UNLV. I mean, you got to have more effort than what they showed against the Bears. That was that was just not – I don't know what was wrong. It, and it seems like every year the Raiders have one game that you just can't explain. I don't. That's how it was. That's how it was against Chicago. I can't explain that one for the life of me, but it was a it was a – absolute dumpster fire of a game. It's one of those that you just don't even want to think about anymore. So that's good that they're back on the field tonight going up against the Detroit Lions. Matter of fact, we're going to get the latest and the greatest when it comes to the Detroit Lions. Coming up next, Eric Woodyard from ESPN will join the show to give us our final update on those Detroit Lions. We're live at the OYO, the Underground Lounge. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padilla. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. 
You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness, live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. And here we go, back the Underground Lounge, Oyo Hotel and Casino. We do it every single Monday for Monday Night Football. Today, we're a little bit early as the Raiders will be in action against the Detroit Lions. Of course, kickoff 525, you can hear right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. To get our final look inside the Detroit Lions, get our little final background of the Detroit Lions, we have Eric Woodyard on the line from ESPN. And Eric, thanks so much for your time. I definitely appreciate you this afternoon. And I was was noticing on your uh, Twitter account about the late addition to the Lions, uh, their injury report with Amon Ross. St. Brown being added with the illness on Sunday. What's the latest when it comes to St. Brown? Yeah, we're still kind of waiting. That just came on out of nowhere, man. I saw him in the locker room on Friday. He looked like he was okay. So we just kind of waiting until game time to see what's going on. You know, he's a tough guy. So I know if he can play, he will play. So I, we, I, I have no idea what's going on with him. Oh, that's interesting. That really is interesting. And then I was seeing your piece, and I thought you did a hell of a job with the piece when uh, he was being called Freddy Krueger as a youngster. Uh, tell us a little <laughs> bit about him, why the kids, when he was playing, were so intimidated by him. <laughs> yeah, so if you've been around, I'm around, he's a super serious guy, you know. And uh, I had uh, talked to his dad often. You know, his dad was a former bodybuilder, all world, you know, and he kind of put that dog into him young. So when they was playing Pop Warner as a child, you know, uh, the kids, as they was game planning to play him, they was calling him Freddy. <laughs> and his dad was wondering, you know, before the game, like, why y'all calling Freddy? His name, I'm a rock. And uh, they said they, they, that was what they were calling him, Freddy Krueger. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy how he was terrorizing defenses then. And he's still doing it now. And, you know, if you, if you haven't got a chance to check that story out, it's on ESPN. It just ran a day. Yeah, it was a really good one. I was checking it out earlier. What makes him so special, though? What puts that? I mean, I know he, his dad put the dog in him, but he has to go out there and operate. He has to go out there and execute. What makes that guy so special? I think it's his, it's his attention to detail. He's always in the right spot. He has hands. I mean, he puts the work in. I think all of those things combined, you know, Jared Goff trusts him, and he, he actually produces. I mean, you look at his, his, uh, his class, his draft class, and he has the most receptions out of that class, although he was a fourth-round pick. So I think the guy wakes up every day still really, really mad that he was a fourth-round pick, and he looks to get better every single day. So I think that's what it is. It's that dependability and that consistency as well. It's funny. It sounds like a fourth-round pick that the Raiders have that's returning to Michigan tonight in uh, Max Crosby, right? <laughs> sounds yeah. like the same yeah. thing. You know, that's <laughs> that's funny. They got similar uh, traits, and obviously the production is there. Again, Eric Woodyard from ESPN is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So, Jared Goff, you mentioned him having trust in, in Amon Ross St. Brown. What is it about Jared Goff, though? What is it that has made him such a good piece and a good quarterback there in Detroit? I think they put the right pieces around him. They started – you know, in the trenches, and then they started, you know, really drafting pieces and putting pieces around him that would make him successful. You know, they, they got Panay Sewell, who turned out to be a Pro Bowl offensive lineman. They, that was one of draft, uh, Brad Holmes, the general manager, first draft picks. I mean, that was a great way to start by protecting your quarterback. Um, and I think they just have faith in him, man. I mean, they put guys like St. Brown around him. They drafted Jameer Gibbs. They got, the, you know, tight end Sam Laporta. They brought in, you know, Josh Reynolds. Some He's comfortable. And the GM believes in him. The team believes in him. I mean, I think his confidence was low, low when he left out of L.A. You know, they, they ran mm-hmm. him out of town and pretty much, uh, you know, sent him to the morgue in, in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
he kind of, you know, it kind of turns things around with, you know, bringing the guy he's familiar with, Brad Holmes, and I think that, you know, when the guy's confident in sports, man, I mean, that's, that's all you need, confidence and, and weapons, and they're they getting the most out of them. Do you expect the Lions to start to have contract extension conversation with him? Yeah, definitely. They should, I mean, they do it, you know, during the season, but I think that that, that, that will start as long as he does what he needs to do. I mean, if they, if they make the playoffs and, you know, like everyone expecting them to do, I, I think why not? I and mean, then they, they drafted a young guy under him, Hendon Hooker, who's hurt right now, but I mean, you know, that, that, that they're looking at Jared Goff as their guy for the future if he delivers and does what he needs to do for the rest of the year. It's still early. Yeah. Right. I'm glad you mentioned Hendon Hooker because he was a guy that I was very intrigued by in the draft. Obviously, the Lions were able to draft him. Uh, what do you think the plans are for Hendon Hooker since he is rehabbing right now that torn ACL? I think the plan is just no pressure at all. It's just like they're playing with house money with him. They're trying to you know, let him develop properly. Jared Goff is playing at a high level, and I think he has no stress, no pressure at all other than just use this year as a red shirt year, try to get better and learn under Jared Goff. And I think uh, if he does that, he'll be successful. Man. I mean, He's really in a win-win situation. There's no pressure on him. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. Again, Eric Woodyard is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. As far as this game goes tonight, uh, it's supposed to be homecoming slash kind of alumni day where a lot of the greats from the Lions are going to be back. What do you expect the environment, the atmosphere to be like? It's the first Monday night football game since 2018. I mean, I expect it to be electric. I mean, I look at that season opener when they gave Barry Sanders his statue, and it's like I'm from Michigan, so I understand the guys here are ready to explode. I got friends. You know, who, who are lifelong Lions fans, they in, they in a group chat talking crazy, excited. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I expect the energy to be electric. electric. They're giving out bobbleheads, Aiden Hutchinson, bobblehead night. I expect it to be a packed house. I expect, uh, you know, it just to be a lot of excitement, man. Guys there are just fiending for some success. You know, they haven't won a playoff game or, you know, been to the playoffs in a number of years. And, you know, they just they, they push them for that. So I think everybody's going to try to continue to rally around this team, and it's going to be a packed house tonight. You know, everyone knows about Aiden Hutchinson and how good he is, and he is. But the defense in general is a lot better this year than it was last year. What has Coach Glenn been able to do to really get this defense turned around? Well, I asked him that just, just last week. He said he changed his lingo and the way he communicated with guys. So, I mean, he's saying the same thing, but just getting out of getting that out of them in a different way. And they've added more talent on top of that. I mean, you brought in, you know, a nice rookie in Brian Branch. And, you know, you got some of the second-year guys and third-year guys that are continuing to develop. You know, you look at all these new pieces they brought in, I think the, the overall talent is better, and I think he changed up the way he's speaking to guys. He's saying the same things, but just using different lingo. It seems like they're very opportunistic as well. It seems like they're getting their hands on a lot of balls, or at least breaking up a lot of balls, causing a lot of havoc. Is that is that something that you're seeing as well? Yeah, I think so. I think that was the type of guys that they identified. I mean, we keep hearing it from Dan Campbell. We want gritty guys, gritty guys. And that's football talking other areas, but that's really seriously how Dan Campbell feels. So, I think a lot of the guys that they assembled, you know, whether it's the free agency, the draft, whatever they did, I think they brought in those type of guys, and that's what you're seeing out on the field. How do, you, how do you expect Coach Campbell to get, you know, get these guys fired up? I don't know if you've been around to hear what the message was, but after coming off that loss to the Ravens, I know that's not how they wanted to go out, but kind of how do you expect them to respond tonight in this game? I think they'll be ready to go. I mean, every it's the NFL. You know, you saw so many mm-hmm. upsets yesterday. You saw the Chiefs, you lose. You know, you, we see a lot of upsets, and I think that was a really, really bad loss that they suffered in Baltimore, but they needed that punch in the mouth. You know, I think uh, it's, it's rare that the Lions are getting this much praise. I'm not saying that it went to the head or anything, because I didn't feel that way. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you need that loss to humble you and just get centered and get back on the track. And sometimes it's just not your day. And Lamar Jackson played a hell of a game. I mean, right. 
That was one of the better performances I've seen, definitely from him all season, but even from quarterbacks in general. He played great. And, um, you know, I think they just needed that. They, they, they haven't really done well against running quarterbacks, too, so that made sense. A lot of different elements, but I don't think I don't think effort will be an uh, issue at all. I think they're ready to go. They're fired up. They, they put that behind them, and they're ready to get back on track. I'll tell you, a loss to the Ravens is not a bad thing. That's a really good team, whereas the Raiders lost to the Bears, who are not a very good team. And so they're doing a lot of soul-searching themselves. And, and I know, Eric, that they want to run the ball. They want to be very balanced. I know Montgomery's out. So how does the, the rushing attack look different with uh, Gibbs and Reynolds being kind of the two-headed monster there? That's, that's the area where they struggle, man. I mean, honestly, I mean, you look at the numbers of what Gibbs had, but that wasn't a good running game the last two games for them without Montgomery. Montgomery is that veteran presence. You know, he's mm-hmm. played – has five seasons, you know, under his belt. And, um, you know, Jameer Gibbs is still kind of finding his way. You know, he, he missed you know, he missed some, some games with a hamstring injury, and he's still kind of finding his footing a little bit. So that's one of the areas where his offense has been, has been struggling, just in that run game. So I don't know. I need to see. I need to see more from Gibbs. You know, he has to continue to get better. They're they going to trust in him, though. He's getting the workload. Dan Campbell and the guys trust in him. And then I think that's just an area of improvement, you know, that, that they need is, is while Montgomery is out. And we'll close out with this. What do the Lions need to do? What do they have to get accomplished to win this game tonight against the Raiders? Uh, one of the things I just said, find some sort of running game so they won't mm-hmm. be predictable in just a pass game. Depending on the St. Brown play, somebody else is going to have to step up. That's going to be a huge loss if he doesn't play. And the defense has to continue to, continue to get better. You know, I know they, you know, they, they play really bad. The, ball, the whole team did. But the defense as well, they didn't know how to adjust to that style that Baltimore brought. So, I don't know. Was that a blueprint to beat the Lions? How Baltimore played? You know, will, will the Raiders capitalize and see some of the things they did? I don't know. But I think as far as in terms of the Lions, they just get back to what they did when they won, you know, those first, you know, four, four to five different games they were winning, you know, doing those things that made them successful, which was a high-power offense, you know, fundamentally sound on defense. They got to get back to the basics. And, and I think they'll be fine. Well, one more thing is those bookends, man. Uh, Panay Sewell and Taylor Decker, I think they were two of the best tackles in the league. How special are those two guys? Oh, yeah, and that's the foundation of peace. You know, Florida State, Panay Sewell, I mean, he brings that tenacity. He's named the captain this year. And I think he's just really taking on that leadership role. He's perfecting his craft. And, yeah, man, I mean, that line, when they're all together, they're, they're one of the toughest in the league. Yeah, there's no doubt. They are really good. Max Crosby and company will have their hands full trying to get to Jared Goff tonight because they, uh, they will be doing everything they can to protect him. Well, Eric, fantastic stuff. Really good piece on, on uh, Amana Ross St. Brown that's out on ESPN.com right now. Uh, definitely appreciate your time this afternoon giving us a little bit of a last taste test of who the Lions are going to be. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. There he goes. Eric Woodyard right there from ESPN on Twitter at E underscore Woodyard. You can check him out and check out that piece on ESPN.com. Uh, St. Brown is a hell of a wide receiver, and uh, he hit the, hit the injury report on Sunday with an illness, and as you heard from Eric, not too sure what it was. I expect him to go. I don't think that he'll miss the game, but he could be affected, right? Patrick Mahomes was dealing with the illness on Sunday, and you saw he didn't look very good either. you got to give Denver a lot of credit for that. But, uh, you know, sometimes those illnesses, man, everyone doesn't come through like the flu game, right? Everyone, just because you're, you're not feeling good and you're a superstar, I don't mean that you're always going to step up and be able to play at a high level. So uh, that is definitely something to monitor when it comes to the Detroit Lions. 12.42 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, get to some calls, get to some texts, close out hour number one of the show just like that. It's Unnecessary Roughness. We are live at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. We do it every single Monday night with Radio Nation Radio. 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. 
Many thanks to Eric Woodyard from ESPN who joined us in the last segment. Talk all things Detroit Lions. Coming up at 1.30, we'll have Bridget Condon from NFL Network. She'll join the show to give you our, her thoughts on the Lions and the Raiders. She does a fantastic job, has a great piece out on NFL.com right now about Mad Max Crosby. Definitely encourage you to go check it out. Talking about the fact that the Lions had three opportunities to draft him in 2019 and they chose not to, which happens, right? It happens all the time. Sometimes you just let a player get through your, uh, you know, get, get through, and then also they turn into a star and you think, dang, could have had that player. And obviously the Lions had multiple opportunities, and for him it was a little bit more personal as that was the team that he grew up rooting for. Right, he rattled off all the players in the locker room uh, on Saturday when we talked to him, all the players that he was really a big fan of. So uh, you'll hear that. Matter of fact, you'll hear it in a couple seconds. Matter of fact, we got to go ahead and do that right now. How about we just go ahead and do that, Danny? We got that available. We got Max Crosby available. Thumbs up. All right. It's only a couple minutes. This is Max Crosby from the Raiders locker room on Saturday, and it just kind of starts off talking about uh, his opportunity to go back to Michigan. Uh, it's going to be incredible. I'm super excited. Um, obviously going to have a lot of family, um, friends in attendance. So, yeah, it's my first time playing back in Michigan. I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to it. The, a matchup, I mean, you don't play against Aiden, but, I mean, obviously there's a lot of talk about him, a lot of talk about you. Like, are those the kind of things that get you juiced up? Uh, no, you know, I, just, I focus on, you know, myself and what I can do to be the best version of myself. You know, I'm not here to compare, nothing like that. Um, I'm out there to, you know, be the best, you know, regardless. So we don't play against each other, so, no, it's not on my mind. The Lions are a, t- a team you kind of follow as well. I mean, being up there, being around them, not too far, another one too good uh, back at the time. Did you watch them closely? Yeah, I grew up, I was a diehard Lions fan, so, um, you know, I definitely wanted, you know, in the draft process, I wanted to, you know, stay close to home, but it is what it is. Who did you watch from those guys, from those teams? Like, who was your guy? My, my favorite player was Megatron, Dominican Sue, Ziggy Ansah, Jason Jones, Eastern Michigan guy as well. Matthew Stafford, I was a huge Stafford fan. Joyke Bell, Reggie Bush, DeAndre Levy, Steven Solik. They had a, you know, those teams back then, I feel like they were way too damn talented to lose that many games. But they had some good years, you know. They had like a couple 10 win, 11 win seasons. Uh, I feel like they never should have fired Jim Caldwell, but that's just my opinion. But yeah. <laughs> It's going to be cool to have a lot of your uh, guys from Eastern Michigan also at the game, too. Of course, of course. You know, I get to see uh, my coach and AD from uh, from uh, Eastern um, on Sunday when we get there. We got a big announcement coming, so uh, really excited for that. So, yeah, you know, I'm expecting a lot of, a lot of my people to be in attendance. Max Crosby from the Raiders locker room on Saturday, and the big announcement that he was talking about on Sunday was the million-dollar donation that him and his wife Rachel made to Eastern Michigan. She played soccer there at Eastern Michigan, so really nice for them to give back to their alma mater and you know be able to be honored the way that Max is being honored by Eastern Michigan. And uh, I know it's going to be a special night for him uh, tonight. It's funny, when he was rattling off those players, in my mind as I'm standing there listening to him, I'm thinking, damn, I'm old. <laughs> I'm thinking, damn, I'm old because – all those players, it's not like those are old, old school players like Megatron, right? I remember when Megatron got drafted. Yeah, the Raiders had an opportunity to draft him, I know. You know, and I'm thinking about Reggie Bush. I remember sitting in the barbershop. I wouldn't even leave the shop when Reggie was playing for USC because I didn't want to miss what he was going to do. You know, if the game was on, it's like, well, I ain't going nowhere until this game's over, or at least halftime. So I get my hair cut, and then I'm, eh, I'm just going to hang around. Always got that phone call. Where are you at? Where are you at? <laughs> Man, I'm still watching Reggie. I'm sorry. You know, it's just all those players that he rattled off. I was like, dang. I am getting old, but uh, hey, it, it's all good. And then it's funny uh, when he was mentioning that they had too much. He said this. He said, uh, I always thought that, that te- those teams had too much damn talent to lose as many games as, as they have. 
he literally looked at me. Like, he looked up. He was sitting in his locker, and he looked up at me. And I'm trying to think, like, I don't know what the, what's, what message he was trying to, to, to pass along, but he, he looked up at, right at me and kind of smiled when he said that. So I'm thinking that maybe he's talking about, well, the Raiders had too much damn talent to be losing the kind of games that they're losing as well. I don't know what the exact message it was, but it was funny when he, he looked up at me and just kind of smiled when he said that. And uh, all I did is kind of give a little laugh at the same time. But uh, I'm with him where he said Jim Caldwell shouldn't have been fired. I don't think uh, they should have either. But uh, they got their guy now, now and Dan Campbell who's doing a, a hell of a job. Got a text from the 416, 417, excuse me, Max sounds sick. Yeah, he, he sounded like he was a little, he kind of seemed like he was a little bit maybe under the weather as well as the change, you know, the change in temperatures outside, man. It was really cold this morning. So I could totally see, you know, guys that are out there working and hustling and sweating and getting hot, their bodies getting all hot and then, you know, cooling off and cooling off too quickly and getting a little bit of a cold. He did sound a little bit sick. And that's another reason why we didn't really talk to him much longer. I just kind of thought that, we probably let him get back to what he was doing. Got a text from Hardcore Raider. Uh, he said, it's hunting season. It's time for the Raiders to go hunting for some lions. There's no better hunter than Hunter Renfro to tear up the short to middle of the field. The Raiders will win if Hunter Renfro gets over 60 yards receiving and he gets to showcase his talents before the trade deadline. Also, Josh Jacobs gets over 125 all-purpose yards, rushing and receiving and wearing the Lions defense down. Raider Nation for life. And uh, RIP to Adam Johnson, hockey player who died this weekend in a freak accident on the ice. That's from Hardcore Raider. Thanks so much for the text. And, yeah, uh, definitely, man, that Adam Johnson story is is man it's wild but it's a reality of, of hockey and how it could happen and my guy Jason was actually telling me about this uh, yesterday I hadn't heard about it until he said something and really really tragic story of uh, the young man who was cut with a skate you know and uh, and died on the scene right there in the in, in the arena on the rink and and they had to evacuate all the uh, fans and stuff out of the the building and just really really sad and a harsh reality of what could happen with those uh, super super sharp skates so yeah adam johnson man uh much, much love and respect to his him his family and all of them i mean that's that's terrible man you never think that that's gonna that something like that's gonna happen but it is a harsh reality of what can happen hunter renfro it would be like it'd be nice to see a hunter renfro sighting matter of fact coming up in the next hour uh, we're gonna lead things off with uh, actually we're gonna make a phone call we're gonna uh, let you hear our phone call to uh, our guy sean white who actually won tickets to the Raiders and Giants game, thanks to Boyd Gaming. You're going to hear that and then also hear some uh, sound from Josh McDaniels from Saturday. And uh, Vinny asked him a couple times about Hunter Renfro, so uh, we'll get into that coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. So thanks so much for that text, Hardcore. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, Raider Chavez in the 916, Sacramento, California, said, I'm not very confident in this game tonight, but I hope we come out and surprise everyone. I know this team could compete. They just need to finally do it on offense. Go Raiders and go Kings. Always good to beat L.A. That's Raider Chavez in the 916. Uh, then got a text about the Leonard Williams trade from the 925. No way the Raiders are paying a second and a fifth. I agree. Uh, that's why I said it was a good trade for Seattle, who's in fir first place right now, so it made a whole lot of sense. But, yeah, the uh, Seahawks gave up a second-round pick in 2024 and also gave up a fifth-round pick in 2025. Uh, let's see. And then another text. When was the last time a midseason team meeting worked? Um, I mean, I can't tell you exactly what meetings are going to work and when they're going to work, but I do think it was good to be able to allow the players to air out what was going on and it wasn't like it was a team only meeting it was a team and the coaches and so that's again that's the opportunity for you to you know go ahead and 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 get whatever is on your chest off and i think that that's good sometimes when you're walking around and you're carrying that weight and carrying a burden on your shoulders uh, regardless if you feel like it works or not just to get it off your shoulders get it off of your mind is, is a good thing and maybe it'll help this team go out there and play a little bit more free and more clear and not be so tight and you know uh, that, that, when you're sitting at three and four man you look for any answer you can get 
right? I'm not saying that it's the right answer, but I also think that it's, it's, it's encouraging to know that Coach McDaniels was willing to have a meeting like that where people could air out their grievances because everyone's not willing to do that. Everyone's not willing to listen to somebody. Now, what does that mean in the long term? What does it mean as far as, you know, how is it going to translate? Well, we'll see, right? And we'll start to see tonight as the Raiders are 3-4 and four, heading to Detroit to take on the Lions for Monday Night Football. 12.55 is the time when, you come, when we come back here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. You'll hear the quick little call that we had with Sean White to inform him about his winnings as far as the Raiders and Giants tickets. Plus, you'll hear some, uh, some sound bites from head coach Josh McDaniels, and we'll hear from you at 702-365-9200 in the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword r This is Raider Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.